and welcome to the podcast, Biblical Question. We are excited you've taken time out of your day to listen to our podcast. For more information about us, you may visit our website at biblicalquestion.com. We will tell you the web address again at the show's end. We encourage you to open your Bible and follow along as we study the Bible. Now here is your host, Joseph. Well, hello there. I am glad that you've taken time out of your day to download our podcast and to listen to us. We certainly are blessed and honored that you have done so. If you're new to the podcast, I would encourage you to please go to our webpage at biblicalquestion.com, all one word, all lowercase, and and there you can find out a lot more information about us, listen to past podcasts, and so on. If it's been a while since you've looked at it, I would encourage you as well to go check out that prayer request page. Again, I know that I say this quite often. I know it doesn't change on a daily basis, but those folks really have asked for prayers and really need our our prayer. So if you're a prayer warrior, please do so. If you have a prayer need, you can always email me uh, through the webpage as well. And uh, please try to make sure it's marked somehow uh, that it is a prayer request. I'm just overwhelmed with spam. It's just unbelievable. So today, if you have a Bible, I would encourage you to open it and follow along. We're going to be in Matthew chapter 19, Matthew chapter 19, and that's where we will start today. In the context of this chapter, for the most part, Jesus has been giving a dialogue about going to heaven, uh, entering the kingdom of God, and so on. And so we're going to lead up here to uh, verse uh, 22. It says, But when the young man heard the saying, he went away sad. For he is one of great possessions. And Jesus said to his disciples, Most certainly I say to you, a rich man will enter the kingdom of heaven with difficulty. Now Jesus doesn't say it's a sin to be wealthy. Now, Abraham in his day was an extremely wealthy man. And yet he's called a man of righteousness. A man who obeyed God. Verse 23 again. Uh, excuse me, 24. Again, I tell you, it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter God's kingdom. Verse 25. When the disciples heard it, they were extremely astonished, saying, Who then can be saved? Looking at them, Jesus said, With men, this is impossible. But with God, all things are possible. Verse 27, then Peter answered, Behold, we have left everything and followed you. What then will we have? Jesus said to them, Most certainly I tell you, who have followed me in the regeneration when the Son of Man will sit on the throne of his glory, you will sit on twelve thrones, judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Everyone who has left Houses, brothers, sisters, father, mother, wife, children, or lands for my namesake will receive 100 times in one hair eternal life. But many will be last who were first, and the first will be last. It's so, you know, again, I, I, we heard in this gospel message here, or in this uh, verses that we read in the text, most of us are very familiar with it. 
that it's easier for a camel to go through an eye of a needle than for a rich man to enter the kingdom of God. Now, many Americans uh, are looked at as being extremely wealthy by many third world countries. And in reality, we are. If you know, I've read studies if you own more than one car, you're more wealthier than 90% of the world. And I, I get it to a point, too, that in our culture here in America, many households have multiple vehicles, cars, whatever, uh, for reasons. Uh, the family goes different directions in the morning to go to work, go to school. Uh, multiple drivers are in that household. And I recall when I was in Mexico City, uh, a family there had bought a, a, a new car. And with one driver, he would take people and drop them off in a certain order so they could go to work, and then he would go to work, and then he would do the reverse uh, to pick them up and bring them home at the end of the day. And it was a very unique situation I have never witnessed before, but it was a way for them to avoid public transportation, a walking perhaps in a neighborhood that was not always safe, uh, especially after dark. And so... Just because you own a vehicle doesn't mean that uh, you're sinning or going out of the way. It's my whole point, I guess. But the disciples understood exactly, really, what Jesus was saying. He said to them, you know, who could be saved? And Jesus tells him, uh, with God, all things are possible. First and foremost, we, we have to remind ourselves, listeners, that even if we aren't rich... We cannot enter the kingdom of God without God. It's really that simple. Uh, we do not deserve eternal life. Uh, we can never earn it. it. It doesn't matter how often we pray or how often we go to church services, what good deeds we did throughout the week or the day. We do these things by themselves, but that this does not bring us to eternal life. We are saved by grace and faith in Christ. We are saved by the redeeming sacrifice in the blood of, of Jesus on the cross and by our faith in Him as the Son of God, the Messiah. And, it, and through baptism, to the, through the Holy Spirit, uh, we are granted eternal life. We're given this e invitation to live a life of grace and, and having lived a life of grace and, and kept the gifts given to us uh, worldly, then we are granted, again, eternal life. However, what is key here is what we do from time to time, okay? So we're baptized, uh, and then we live our life, we, we leave, leave this earth, and then what? This gospel reading I, I just read here today, we understand it takes uh, to accumulate wealth. Uh, it does require education. It requires much time to work, uh, more than 40 hours a week in many places, even in America. People do work hard to have uh, what they earn. 
many people outside uh, the United States that really understand that. They, they think they, we all have many trees and, and rivers of gold in our backyard. But it requires all of us to have the attention and the strength in order to succeed in the world around us. Uh, champions like this of, of many uh, leaders around the world would understand this. Uh, you know, our supervisors, if we go to work, a, a good supervisor does expect you to, to work. Uh, but he, he also understands, if he's a good supervisor, what it takes to, to help people achieve goals that maybe the company has. Uh, co-workers uh, understand there's uh, a way of accumulating wealth I mean, they're, they're working side by side with you to, to earn money uh, to support their families. And I know many other people, they accumulate wealth through illegal means, uh, lying, stealing, and cheating others out. And that's not what this is all about. God is talking about people who are being honest, working, uh, and serving the way they are supposed to to have uh, what they what they have and and i really believe it's a blessing for us all to have uh, opportunities in life uh, to have health and the knowledge or in some cases just just a strong back to do really hard manual labor uh, a farmer who was raised uh, to raise his cattle his his crops and whatnot he still relies on, on god to help give the growth and the harvest. But there, there's 24 hours in a day, and what if we give all of those hours to work, to the accumulation of wealth, to material pleasures? Then there's nothing left for God. And that's on, on one hand. The, the other hand is, why did this rich man just simply walk away. Wasn't just completely because he was rich. It, I think it was also because he put all of his home on himself. He, he was rich in himself and not in God. He was counting on his talents, his abilities. Uh, he trusted solely in what he can do for himself. And in the way that he uh, divorced himself, per se, he separated himself uh, from God, he, he saw eternal life as something that you could work for and, and gain just like he worked for, to gain his personal wealth, to, to support his family, have a nice home. So he completely could not understand what the kingdom of God is really uh, all about. Uh, likewise, he couldn't understand who he self uh, once was in a relationship with God. He, if you listen to him, uh, you go back and read all that. God is he's telling Jesus, hey, I, I've done all these things. I've obeyed uh, the commandments. I've honored my parents. I don't steal. I don't lie. Uh, I've done all of those things. But Jesus knew that that one thing that he is lacking is that relationship to God. 
and his his wealth, his earthly wealth, was standing in the way of that relationship. Now, it's okay again to to have success in your in your work, whether you're a shepherd or uh, a top CEO. But we need to understand that our abilities to uh, take this seriously, uh, listeners, we cannot earn the bootstrap method on going to heaven. The only method is through Jesus, through that blood. And we need to start trusting more and more in God if we're not doing that. In many ways, I think we're just like that rich man. Uh, the same thing upon uh, this problem with this man is not his wealth again, but what he did with it as well. Though I think this man there's had many circumstances in his life. I, I see this throughout the history of the church. As Christians, we, we've had much material wealth. You know, I often think about uh, missionaries that go to, into third world countries. And they, especially when they come from America, uh, there are missionaries in foreign countries that are from all over the world and go to other countries to spread the message. But the one I'm most familiar with would be obviously those missionaries from uh, the United States. And they take a lot of money with them, per se. Uh, they get uh, lots of uh, monthly contributions from the states. And they really go without any needs for the most part. I realize there's always exceptions. Somebody's going to email me and say, well, I really struggled as a missionary overseas, and I would relate to that. But I, I used to watch these other guys from different denominations and whatnot. They, uh, they really never fit in into their mission. And what I mean by that is uh, they threw a lot of money around. They bought lots of things. And, of course, they would get lots of people uh, to come in and to their group and to their church building uh, or wherever it was that they met. And they all these people saw was money. And they got lots of free food. They, they got help with their bills. They had new clothes provided to them, whatever. And, again, there's nothing wrong with helping people. Not saying that at all. But if we're just buying people through our wealth to get them to attend our church. You know, the, the principle, I think, could be applied in America as well. Uh, I can drive up and down in any major city and see these really large church buildings. Nothing wrong with large church buildings. But I asked myself how much money I got poured into that that could have went to help spread the gospel, help the poor, the widows, the orphans, and so on that we have here around us. And people see this, you know, boy, they've got basketball courts, tennis courts, movie theaters inside these church buildings. And are we entertaining or are we actually trying to uh, show off our wealth or are we trying to... Uh, really get into the community in which they live and show them who Jesus really was. And so I know this man that we've been uh, looking at here in Matthew, uh, he was very well off. And his wealth, uh, 
I'm sure he gave a lot of it away. I'm sure he supported uh, the temple as he was required to, uh, seeds to uh, imply that in the text. But again, Jesus just makes this strong point. Great, you've obeyed all these commandments. That's wonderful that you're uh, doing all this, but you're allowing your money and your wealth and your status in society to to get in the way. And so we need to understand the wealth among us as Christians uh, is a blessing for God, and we really need to have the right attitude toward it, and we we need to have uh, a cheerful heart and giving and truly helping those who are in need. You know, one of the biggest struggles, I think, as a pulpit uh, minister for over 20 years was everybody likes to pray on the church. They, they see the guy across the aisle. He's, he's got nice things, uh, cars, vehicles, you know, homes, jobs, and and the guy sitting across the aisle thinks, man, I he ought to share that with me. And, you know, I guess it would depend on the situation. But And I've been very blessed. I have uh, those who support me uh, through prayer, emotional support, uh, some financial support from time to time when it's truly needed. And, you know, I'm very thankful for that. But I've also watched people who just really, honestly, they, they prey on, on the wealthy. And, you know, I, I've heard people say, well, aren't you a Christian? Are you supposed to give your stuff away. And I don't know that we're supposed to give it away, but we're supposed to be wise with it. Yes, we're supposed to help others with it. And I think it really comes down to an attitude and a heart issue uh, within our own abilities. Uh, you know, we might think along the lines, hey, I went to school for a long time. I studied. I sacrificed a lot. Uh, I gained these diplomas, certificates. Uh, I graduated from Votech school, whatever. And so I gave many years of my life to this company. I rose among the, uh, the ranks. Uh, I got lots of promotions because of my abilities. And why can't I do this on my own? Why can't I do this to get in the kingdom? First and foremost, I think it's because we really think that we are controlled by pride, and we cannot approach God if we have pride. We, we need to remember this Pharisee, you know, he, he's sitting there saying, boy, I'm glad I'm not like that tax collector, you know, and the Pharisee was very proud of his accomplishments in a religious uh, circle. And the guy, the poor guy, the sinner, he, you know, he's the one that really walks away justified because he, the tax uh, collector, you know, he, he just beats his breast and bows his head and says, God, forgive me, a, a sinner. You know, no pride there, a completely a repentant heart. And, and wanting and knows that he needs God. He knows that he needs that blood. You know, uh, Jesus uh, said when, when we begin our prayers, uh, before we, we recite any prayer, what do we say? Oh, God, you know, cleanse me, a sinner. Oh, God, be merciful to me, a sinner. 
Uh, again, notice the prayer. Uh, uh, he's, he's humble. And so when we count on our own abilities, we're, we're saying to God, hey, uh, thank you for making me so good, so wealthy and good looking and beautiful spouse and, you know, all the kids. And he really doesn't necessarily want a relationship with God. Uh, and so, we'll, again, listeners, how do we grow into this humility then uh, of our own course? Well, I think we need to pray. Uh, we need to pray without uh, ceasing, as Paul would say. Um, we pray uh, not just for our own words, but we, we pray uh, that God would, would teach us as we pray. We, we pray and, and ask God for forgiveness. We pray for the Spirit to indwell in us and guide us. Uh, we pray as we study and read our Bibles that... Uh, that we could learn more about God on a deeper level. We pray for our family, our friends, our, our children in the world in which they are growing up. Uh, I, I think we need God's mercy, and, and we need to trust that God is a merciful God, because I know I need uh, mercy. And so I think prayer is, is a one way uh, for us to grow into this being humble. Uh, I think the more that we confess and examine ourselves, our conscience, the, the more often uh, when we approach God in prayer, we will reflect it to God. Hey, I, I'm reading the Bible. I'm studying your, your words. And, you know, Peter says that the Bible, the word is, is like a mirror. It, and it is. It reflects back to me as I read it. Uh, some real issues that could be going on in my life at different times. In my life, it's been different things. And so God reveals through his word and shows us, hey, this is where you need uh, to understand. You need to be more humble in this. Uh, you need to stop doing uh, certain things or uh, keep doing what you're doing. Uh, it's not always in the negative. We, we need to understand... Uh, God is not always in the negative. He's in the positive. He's an encourager. He's a blesser. He, he is a sustainer and helps us. He knows our needs and will see to those. But if we fall far away from God and, and rely on ourselves, and we don't ask for help, we don't ask God for forgiveness, uh, we're, we're going to be like this man who relied on himself and his will, and we will just never quite understand. I know we've talked a lot uh, in the past podcast a couple weeks ago um, about being humble as a child. You know, boy, and I, that's something uh, I need to work on myself is being more humble. Uh, you know, that's being uh, through the strength, of, uh, through surrendering to God. I mean, God will give us the strength that we need. Uh, we need to grow more deeply in, in being humble. We think of our lives in the church, and, and we're thinking, well, you know, I grew up in the church. I've always been a Christian, and, you know, I, I really don't have anything uh, to worry about. Well, I think that's a, a reflection of I'm relying on myself, my works, and what I have done. And we're not keeping God in, in the picture and what He has done. 
You know, and I, I hear people at work around us say, make comments uh, that uh, they're really not as bad as the next guy. You know, boy, that that guy over there, boy, he's he's a terrible sinner. He's uh, beats his wife. He uh, been in jail. He he's a drunk, and you know, we we always want to compare ourselves uh, to others, but when we compare ourselves to God in the light that Christ lived. In, in the words in the scriptures, we realize we're all in trouble. And so we need to focus more uh, on our shortcomings uh, rather than the person sitting in front of us or the coworker or the teacher. Or, you know, we, we really need to be nourished uh, by God in his word. Uh, being humble, and then we can see that a person uh, doesn't judge others now, it's not a, a sin to judge, it is a sin to condemn other people. And so, you know, Jesus would say in John chapter 14, I judge righteously. And the fact of the matter is, we judge every day. Whether we want to admit it or realize it, we do judge every day. But how are we judging? It should always be through the Word of God. And it is God's place uh, to send people to hell and condemn them to hell. It is not my place. I mean, I'm a sinner too, just like everyone who listens uh, to the podcast and every person walking on the globe or whoever has walked on the globe uh, is a sinner and fallen short of God. So the gospel that we've been reading out of Matthew here, listeners, uh, is just not for those who have a big bank account. Uh, today's gospel is for all of us, and ultimately, uh, we are called not to put our trust in ourselves but in, or in our own abilities, but to put our trust in God, put our trust in Jesus, and, and look for his blessings, his grace, his strength, his grace, uh, that we can use the abilities that he has given us, and we all have different abilities. Uh, some of us are better at some things versus other things. That's just normal human life. And so together, we all have these abilities in the church. Uh, we should put them together to help glorify God. We, we should know that the grace of God can forgive us. And that we can be merciful we can be kind and patient and long-suffering with His grace. And indeed, all things are possible with His grace. Indeed, listeners, we can inherit eternal life through Christ and His blood. I hope that uh, you're all having a, a great uh, Christmas uh, holiday. Uh, I know some people don't celebrate Christmas who do listen, but... And that's okay. I think that's a personal choice. And I know it's a busy time of year. People trying to visit family, friends, and trying to plan whatever might need to be done. Uh, Wintertime, some places are, you know, snow and cold and icy. And so this is a busy, stressful time of year for many people. And so I am glad and happy that you have uh, chosen to listen. Please tell others about us and, and follow us on your uh, favorite app so that you can uh, get alerts each time that we release uh, our podcast. Again, thank you for listening and may God bless you.
may he always have the glory. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. Be sure to hit the like button and follow us on your podcasting app. Please check out our website at biblicalquestion.com. All one word, all lowercase. In addition, we have a prayer request page, a way of contacting us, a statement of faith, and other resources for our listeners. Do you have a Bible question you would like answered on a future podcast or prayer request? We would be honored to hear from you and add your prayer request to our list so others may pray for you. Subscribe to our newsletter and follow us on our social media accounts. Again, that is biblicalquestion.com. Thank you and may he have the glory.